Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 249 of At Odds with Wrestling. Joe and Adam here. Adam, hello. How are you? I'm doing fine, Joe. Are you a threadhead like I am now? Nope. Um, absolutely not. Um, you know, we cover this on uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark this week, which we recorded early and it's coming out on time, but it feels like it's late because we recorded early. Very uh, short answer uh, to a very long story is I'd gotten a Blue Sky invite from DeWiki over the weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, when DeWiki put together the soon-to-be-named net- network Discord that some people are noticeably absent from. <laughs> I don't do um, no Discord, but go on. Huh? I said I don't do Discord. Mm, that's that's a lie, but okay. I haven't. Oh, I had this back when PVD started Discord. That's when I had the app on my phone. Mm-hmm. But I deleted the app over a year ago. I've seen you post in there. You could post from a browser like an old man like me. Oh, come on. I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I'm just saying. Um, so um, when DeWiki sent me the invite and by the time I went to try to redeem it, Blue Sky was like not letting anyone new in. And then even today, DeWiki sent me one, um, but I didn't use it yet because I'm like, there's the Discord. If I'm really missing anyone, I got whatever, like I got texts and Facebook and I tried, so, you know, I tried Hive and Mastodon hmm. and I know Reese is pushing Hive hard and if he's doing a bit or whatever. <laughs> I know a- that's got to be a bet. Right, and then when we were recording After Dark on Monday, I saw the announcement come out that Threads was getting announced, and then Threads is connected to Instagram, which I don't even use, and then I see people complaining that, like, at least early on Threads, you can't look at Rando's stuff, and there's no, uh, the timeline is in the order in which your algorithm thinks they want to show you stuff, so... I got bit again with the social media thing. I'm Twitter until it dies, even though it tried to kill me on Saturday. Um, and yeah, I got the Discord, and that's all I need. No threads, no blue sky, no Mastodon, no Hive, no nothing. See, my rule of thumb is to just go in and stake my claim to my username mm-hmm. and then never use the app. So, like, I did that with Hive... I'm pretty sure I did that with Mastodon, but I was never able to actually go in and, like, use it because there was some issue. But I got the Man Adam Van on it, you know? Yeah. And with Thread, all you have to do is go into your Instagram app and just say you want Thread, and it basically uses your username. So all I did was I basically did that, and I moved it over so that I have my name. I tried to use the podcast, but it's not smart enough to let you have two accounts on one app yet. Mm. So that that could be a problem if uh, if things go down on the Twitter. But I'm not a I'm not a blue sky guy. Like you would think that I would be into a social media app named after Sky Blue, but I haven't gone after that. Jail is the social media app that's named after Sky Blue. <laughs> Prison Pen Pal. Yeah, yeah. All right, but yeah. No, no but I, I listen. I I got bit once before. Um, as we're speaking, I'm going to see if I could grab the, uh, invite that Dwicky sent me earlier today and see if I could at least squat on my name over there, you know? Mm-hmm. 
before somebody else goes in trying to be a uh, faux sposto. Yeah. I don't think I have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, let me do this. Two, two, two. But yeah, so you mentioned on Longbox Heroes and you alluded to it here. Obviously, the soon to be named network has a Discord. And I will be sending out an invite to our Patreons in the Patreon app over the next couple of days. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna log into it for the sole purpose of being able to moderate the Patreon part of it. So if you would like to chat with all of the soon to be named network personalities and supporters and friends and family and whatnot, you know, by all means it'll be a I think a, even at the dollar level of our Patreon, right? Yeah, I did it at the um, dollar level of the Longbox Heroes Patreon, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, yet another benefit. And we're yeah. still, ooh, we got to get a, a July Joe Sposo selfie of the month posted. People are probably like lighting, for- <laughs> I was about to say lighting pitchforks, but lighting torches and grabbing pitchforks because we're, we're six days in and they haven't got one yet. And that's on me. Here, let me try to give you a spontaneous one right now. A different view. Oh, please. As long as it's not your fucking feet. That's all I care about. Next time it'll be my feet. <sighs> oh, that uh, unsolicited photos of your body parts is not cool, Jones. It's 2023. <laughs> all right, listen. I told you I was going to do it. It wasn't unsolicited. <laughs> I said, I'm going to do this. You said no, and I did it anyway. Uh, this is a wildly inappropriate story, but a buddy of mine used to threaten that he was going to send as a, you know, just as a joke, as a silly little bit. He was just oh, going to sure. send a dick pic to me, right? Like, just as a way to be like, oh, look at, haha, you looked at a dick. Like, he was one of those types of... Hilarious. That's, yeah, a, that's, you know, a, that's a hell of a rib. Yeah, hell of a rib, yeah. So, for like probably months, whenever I'd get a notification on my phone, it would say it was a text message from this person. I used to be like, I'd hand my phone off to somebody else. I'd be like, hey, do me a favor, open this text and make sure it's not a dick. <laughs> and uh, begrudgingly, you know, they would accept. And, you know, months and months go by of me being super precautious. And I never got a picture, thankfully. And then like a year later, he sent me the text. And by that point, I forgot about the whole threat. And I was like, oh, you son of a bitch, you got me. I, it was just very awkward. But that's why you should never send unsolicited pictures of things to people. Probably shouldn't tell people, hey, look at this, this text message and make sure it's not a dick, too. I know people have gotten in trouble for doing that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, but I, uh, listen, listen. Uh, if 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 I, I've learned nothing from uh, doing this podcast or anything, I've learned one: you're uncancelable, and two: uh-huh. even if you get canceled for doing that, you could just ignore it and move on with your life, and no one will care. <laughs> I can't be canceled for being the victim of somebody sending me a threatening to send me a photo. No, but what I'm saying is, Adam. Yes. If you give your phone to someone else and say. Uh-huh. I'm intending someone to send me a dick pic. I don't want to see it. Here you look. <laughs> Doesn't that put you into like a weird situation? Uh, possibly. Okay. Uh, parody, uh, fair use, uh, statute of limitations, yada, yada. Uh, entertainment purposes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Um, so I, I got my blue sky. I sent it out. I expect never to use it, but I got it. Hey, there you go. Let's do this show. Yep. And now, 
Odds with Wrestling presents This Day in Wrestling History. Adam, I hope you like clips. I love clips. Because I got tons of them. All right. So we're going to bounce around a lot, okay? Because mm-hmm. a lot happened on this day in wrestling history. I could argue that this might be the biggest day in wrestling history. Oh, okay. all right. High praise. Let's see. All right. So on this day in wrestling history in 1991, those of us that were watching World Championship Wrestling turned on WCW Saturday Night to hear this. Hello, wrestling fans. Jim Hurd, Executive Vice President of World Championship Wrestling, with a very important statement for you fans. World Championship Wrestling is saddened to report that after extensive negotiations with Nature Boy Ric Flair, stretching over the course of nearly one year, the parties have been unable to arrive at a mutually satisfactory contractual relationship. As a result, the WCW board has decided that the best course of action for WCW and its fans is to declare the World Championship title vacant and to determine a new champion at the Great American Bash this Sunday in Baltimore. Lex Luger, the number one contender and current United States champion, will remain on the title card at the Bash. His opponent, as determined by the WCW board, is one you've been waiting for and asking for for a long time. It's Barry Windham versus Lex Luger at the Great American Bash in Baltimore. On a personal note, I'd like to take this opportunity to extend my best wishes to Ric Flair and wish him the best in the future. He is a great champion. Hello, wrestling fans. So, I'm hurting. Wish them the best of luck in future endeavors. Oh, my goodness. So, again, you're talking pre-internet, pre-dirt sheet for a lot of people. They had been building up this match with Flair and Luger for months. You mentioned it's the pay-per-view that's less than a week away, and Flair's gone. Now, we would later learn all the backstage machinations and everything else that was going on with this. Um, everything that ends up going on with the title, but we're less than a month away from Bobby Heenan showing up on WF TV with the NWA world title, mm-hmm. saying that the real world champion Ric Flair is coming to the WWF. And for that pay-per-view with Wyndham and Luger, didn't they use like some like tag team belt or something like that in lieu of having the new one made and they obviously didn't have big gold? They did not have big gold. They used the old Western States Heritage title oh, and course. just put like a new plate on it that said world title. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I think we watched Great American Bash 1991 on this very show. Yeah, that's the only reason I remember that belt, you know? Yeah, but a crazy time, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, when I say we're bouncing around, that was this day in wrestling history, 1991. So this day in wrestling history in 1985, I know, Adam, you're going to say 1985, it was the World Wrestling Federation TV debut of Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay. Okay. So again, 1985. On this day in wrestling history, on WF TV in 1991, we get this. Now, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'm going to play a lot of it. Well, Miss Elizabeth, now I've got to ask you, how do you feel about Randy Savage? Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, he's macho, all right, but he's macho in a way that, that I know him. He's, he's warm. 
And he's caring. Vince. Really? And he's affectionate. Vince, Randy, and Roddy. There's some things that a lot of people may not believe about him, and one of those is that he's he's very he's very tender. (laughs) Very trusting. My goodness, a tender macho man. She loves that man. Get up. All right. Get up and go. Get up and go. Some guts, man. Go for it. Oh, my God. Get up and go. Get up and go. It's a man. Get up. There he goes. Yes. The macho man, Randy Savage, down. He's making his way to the ring, but. Vince and Roddy calling this like it's a match. Yeah, I don't imagine him being tender. Is she talking about the same match I got? Okay. Ooh, yeah. That's a nice little ask, man. Yeah, well, we've never had that before. Look at that. He's in fine form so far. At least we know it can speak. He's up to Oberlin. I've been thinking. About returning to the ring. Returning to the ring? Come on. You should be thinking about Miss Elizabeth. I've been thinking about returning to the ring. It's SummerSlam. Gonna get mad by the cover up for nerves. So I've got something to say to the zillions of people all around the world. And I've also got something to say to Elizabeth. Maybe. Come on, you can do it, Randy. Come on. Listen to these two creeps. I love it. <laughs> Elizabeth! Elizabeth, I love you! Oh, my goodness, he's getting there, boss! He's building up his courage, I think maybe he's gonna ask her! He's gonna, he's gonna! Somebody said, get on your knees. You do it? He's not drawn out at all. He's having second thoughts. No, no, he's not. Stop. She's too beautiful. Not now. Don't walk. I got to help him. Get 
doing my notes and i see that the macho man tv debut and then this were on the same day six years apart right yeah like what a weird coincidence that is yeah and it feels like in my mind because i i wasn't there for the first five years of it that like i i assumed macho was there forever but right he wasn't he was only that was like less than six years because by that point he was quote unquote retired from the ring exactly so the obviously we're not going to cover the actual wedding because that'll be on a pay per view, right. but we'll get to the lead like the lead into it. This is one of the few weddings in wrestling history that's actually just a wedding and like nothing. There's nothing kabuki ish. Nobody does any run ins. There's no swerve. But let me ask you this: Well, not on the pay per view itself. Yeah. Sure, you had at the reception afterwards. And, right. Uh, maybe we'll cover that on a, this day in wrestling history soon. But if you could go back. And rebook that segment. Would you do anything and turn it into an angle? Have like Elizabeth say no. Have somebody run out and you know ruin the wedding to start a feud. Because as a wrestling fan who didn't give a shit about the relationship between those two, when that was like the main event, I was bored to tears. I was like, all right, time to go. Um. Okay. So. It, <sighs> Things change so much because of this, and it was a way to keep – because, you know, obviously – Macho Man retires earlier in the year with the program at Warrior because Randy and Liz are going to try to have kids, and Randy's allegedly getting off the gas, right? Mm-hmm. So things change if Warrior doesn't get fired at SummerSlam, Okay. And obviously hindsight being 2020 and everything else that it is, and Macho Man comes back to wrestling like three months later, three months after SummerSlam, I think if Warrior doesn't leave, Macho Man, the angle afterwards at the reception doesn't happen, which is why it happened at the reception, right? Yeah. I think if they knew ahead of time that they weren't going to have Warrior after the summer, you would have had something more happen ahead of time. Something during the wedding or something during the wedding, something in the lead up like we'll we I don't think we get to it because it doesn't fall on our, our our whatever. But there's an episode of primetime wrestling where they do Macho Man's bachelor party. And Jake okay. the Snake is upset that he wasn't invited. And technically, that's the in canon on TV reason that Jake does what he does to uh, Randy and Liz. 
Well, there was an open bar at the bachelor party. Well, so. again, listen, when you're Jake Roberts in 1991, I think you had your run of every bar in the country, but I completely under, you know, I get where you're coming from. And that was something that they literally threw ahead uh, together a week ahead of time because they probably knew that they were at that time, a week ahead of time, they knew they weren't going to have warrior past the summer. So they're like, shit, we were setting things up to do Jake and warrior leading, you know, po- out of SummerSlam. Yeah. Now we have to transition it to Macho if we knew with two weeks, a month ahead of time, we could have done some TV stuff to build up something happening at the wedding. Gotcha. Okay. Just didn't know if you had any kind of ideas up front, but it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's, that's my only thought in regards to it is that I think it was just supposed to be what it was. And, you know, um, Warrior kind of uh, screwed things up a bit, you know? Gotcha. All right. All right. So uh, also on this day in wrestling history in 1997, the World Wrestling Entertainment held their In Your House pay-per-view Canadian Stampede, uh, another show that we have covered uh, and talked about quite a bit uh, on this very show and featuring one of the best matches in WWF history. Okay. And let's do the uh, promo pack for that. All right. We no longer live in a world of black and white. Rather, the landscape has become a canvas of muted grays, where good is indistinguishable from evil, ah! and renegades receive a hero's embrace. Shot. For nearly a decade, Brett the Hitman Hart was perhaps the most beloved superstar in the World Wrestling Federation. Still is. Not in this household. When a stone-cold killer declared his intention to end Brett's legacy, the Hitman was perceived the villain. The unrelenting antagonist, the fan favorite. Soon anger replaced passion. Arrogance supplanted a champion's pride. Brett turned his back on an entire nation and reunited the Hart Foundation to launch a reign of mayhem and destruction. Tonight in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, the paradox continues. Tonight, the prodigal sons return home the heroes, while five mighty superstars on a noble crusade become the villains. Tonight, the rogues are the beloved, the heroes, the hated. Tonight, the gray clouds of disarray threaten to unleash a devastating tempest in your house. Ah, old Bizarro Land. Oh, this is the this is the first official Bizarro Land. Yeah, before we relocated to Chicago. Fireworks for it in your house. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, I love that match. The the the, the ten man, the Hearts against uh, Austin, Goldust, Shamrock, and the Legion of Doom. Yeah, I don't really remember particularly caring for the match as much as it was just an impressive spectacle, like just seeing the Heart Foundation getting the heroes welcome and seeing Austin and LOD and Goldust getting booed out of the building, you know? It was the heat of the match, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, But yeah, I would say one of the most, like, and it's a good show top to bottom. You know, you got uh, Mankind and Triple H, you got Great Sasuke versus Takamichinoku. Uh, and then, like I said, you know, I know you say the 10-man itself wasn't a great match, but, like, the Heat Baby is what made it, you know? Oh, yeah, they could have, like, not done a single real move. It could have just been all punches, and it would have gotten over. Right. Now, also on this day in wrestling history, Adam, 25 years ago, we have our head-to-head Monday Night Wars, right? Nitro versus Raw. And I'm going to leave it up to you, 
We talking about Raw first? Or we talking about Nitro first? Mm, I say we start with Raw. All right. So uh, over on Monday Night Raw, we have a number one contenders match. Uh, pitting Kane against his tag team partner, Mankind. And the winner of this match is going to get the title shot at Stone Cold Steve Austin at SummerSlam. Okay. And let's go to the finish of this contest. We just saw in the opening clip of uh, that in your house a disgusting chair shot that Mick took from the Bulldog. Vince on commentary, Austin on commentary. Watch. Good God Almighty! Kane just hit mankind right in the head with that chair. Well, that's what he gets for not getting off his ass and getting in the ring and fighting. Austin's amazing. Oh, this, this is what the WWF is all about. Yes, Kane and mankind. Mankind refused to fight. Kane, the Undertaker didn't have the guts to show up. Kane, Kane is going to be the number one. Kid. Well, there's your little mankind, like you said, willing to risk it all. Hell, he just did. Couldn't get off his ass and got knocked silly because of it. Mankind's got to have a concussion after that shot to the head. And now it may be Covering. What? What is he doing? Yeah, that's it. Drag him around the ring. <laughs> like a mankind being dragged like a, like a carcass. Vince calling this the same way he called the Macho Man proposal, by the and way. Kane now. <laughs> Kane? He just is turned on. <laughs> What is this? Yeah! What in the hell? Now, make the announcement. Here is your winner, Kane! Took me a second. What about it, Austin? Wait, Kane! Ah! Austin Kane! That's the Undertaker! Watch Austin! That's the Undertaker! The Undertaker's the number one contender! Ah! Uh, it took me a second. I didn't know what that was until the he did the Undertaker, like, the pin, you know, the cross the arms thing. And I was like, oh, shit, there's a ringside exclusive figure of this I, I always wanted. I was going to say, <laughs> a, a moment so great that they made a ringside exclusive of it. And it's an awesome ringside exclusive. Yeah. Uh, again, the rare Kane in the full sleeve. Uh, they'd kind of gone away from Kane wrestling in the red lights. But obviously they did it in the red lights and mostly outside the ring. So you really wouldn't get a good look to see that it wasn't really Kane, you know? Yeah. No, that's no, that's an awesome moment. I was gonna make the the comment that I prefer my Kane's blue, but you know, that that's yeah. still, that was pretty solid. <laughs> Has blue? Did blue Kane like hit peak and get like completely dull to me within yeah, a week's time? Over. It, yeah. It, it, it didn't last a full podcast cycle. You know? I was going to say, can, can I show you the tweet? Uh... Oh, no, I saw lowercase Broski try okay, to call I was going to say, once Broski's like, I want a match with Blue Kane, I'm like, yeah, you're done, pal. Yeah. Well, Broski's got his finger on the pulse of what's hot in indie wrestling. He's, you know, Bully Ray, that yeah. one job guy from VCW. Uh,. Can't think of anybody else. All the top guys. Exactly. Now, another moment that happened on this episode of Monday Night Raw, you probably won't find if you watch it on the Peacock. <laughs> you may not find it if you watch it on the World Wrestling Entertainment Network, if you have like a VPN or something, right? Now, I, I did make the sacrifice. I was going to play the full five and a half minute version of this with entrances and everything. 
But uh, this is a clip that needs no introduction. With an eyebrow. <laughs> What'd that mean? <laughs> JR hip as ever. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> you know, the crock just came from the bathroom. The crock. And you should have smelled what the rock was cooking. <laughs> oh, look at Milo. Nation ain't gonna like this. I ain't faking. You should have smelled what the rock was baking. The rock was baking. Brother was baking. <laughs> look at, look at Milo. He's the man. Hey, wait a minute. Look at this guy. That is nose to park a bus on his face. Supposed to be Owen Hart. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Listen to that. It is Owen Hart. <laughs> Did you hear that so what? Nobody listens to me. Nobody gives a damn what I think. And what the hell am I doing wearing this ridiculous outfit? <laughs> I look like a damn road sign. <laughs> what the hell am I? A school crossing? You know, I tried to be a tough guy, but I just couldn't grow my damn beard in. And you know what? I am not a nugget. I'm a black heart, damn it. A winner, a soul survivor. Woo! Oh, <laughs> things are not well in Calgary that tonight. Is, that is Owen Hart. And if anybody smells what the rock is cooking, it's me. Look how big my damn nose is. <laughs> what the hell am I? Now... <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's a visual segment because it really pays to see all the members of DX and Blackface. Uh, yeah, X-Pac really going all in on that. Everybody else maybe just went a couple extra layers with the spray tan. Uh, X-Pac went full, you know, put yeah. the Krylon on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously different people have spoken out about this over the last several years. And, you know, obviously we're all aware that this was probably in poor taste. You think? Um, also outside of the Owen Hart stuff, most of it's not funny. Um, mm. I think that's, you know, just as big as a crime outside of the abhorrent racism of it all. <laughs> um, and, uh, J Jerry Lawler, like overselling how hilarious every line is. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, and you know, this would not be the first nor the last time that Triple H would do racist stuff this year, 1998. Or 1999, or, or 2000, or, or 2001. It's almost like it's a pattern of behavior. <laughs> Let's hope everyone's grown from this. Uh, it's funny. He he never really had any arm injuries from people twisting his arm to do these bits. You know, so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now uh, this was a taped raw, of course, but things were going on. Uh, on both shows, of course, Nitro making some big moves as they not only lost for the first time, you know, in the 83 weeks, but they're currently losing to WWF on a regular basis. So they decided to, uh, you know, pull some big moves, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Now, one of those big moves we do have to go to Thunder to get the setup for, because again, obviously, just to play something uh, out of context is not what this show is about. Yes, I mean, you would be negligent in your podcasting duties if you didn't give us the full story. Right. So I ha- I'm playing one clip from Thunder. Okay. I love it, and this is one of those days where I love my job. Okay. And I do have an important announcement to make. And I know it's a busy weekend. It's a holiday weekend. A lot of you have already made plans to be at the Georgia Dome this coming Monday night, July 6th. By last count, there were some like 35,000 tickets sold. There are some still available. But if you're not in the proximity of Atlanta, Georgia, I would suggest that you get on the phone, call your neighbors, call your friends. And if there was ever a Nitro that you didn't miss, I would suggest that you don't miss this coming Monday night. Because it is now official, Hollywood, Hulk Hogan, the WCW champion, is contractually obligated to be in the Georgia Dome this coming Monday night for Nitro to defend the WCW heavyweight title belt (laughs) against what I feel is the number one contender, Goldberg! Oh, yeah! Oh, yes! Blockbuster announcement. Wow. Hogan to defend against Goldberg. Well, we know who's next. Good job. Let's, we're going to take a break and sort it out, man. It's all coming up Monday. Oh. Now, if you believe what we've been told, as J.J. Dillon just informed us, it was pretty much sold out already, right? Mm-hmm. And Hogan versus Goldberg had already been announced as the dark match main event locally. Okay. So, obviously, to pop a rating, they decide to put the match on TV. Hogan agrees to it so that he could take credit for selling out the Georgia Dome, main eventing the show. He's also get um, promised, which obviously does not happen, that he gets to be the one to beat Goldberg to end the streak, to get the belt back. Um, And as we had just talked a few weeks ago, as we've been chronicling things, the first time that that Goldberg touches any member of the NWO was just a week ago on Nitro, or two weeks ago on Nitro when he comes out to help Kevin Green. And they had already announced the main event for the pay-per-view upcoming, that it was going to be Goldberg and Kevin Green as a team against the Giant and Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So this is all very much like not to say that WCW wasn't in the midst of hot shotting stuff to begin with. This is like the peak of them just hot shotting stuff, right? So and they a- have like the next three months of pay per views planned, and they're all centered around Hogan. So Goldberg wins. Well, let's see what happens on Nitro. Whatever happens. But Goldberg isn't in the main event of, like, two of the next three pay-per-views, and he's not even on one of them. I was going to say, is this is all just to win a Monday night of ratings. Yes, yes. Rather, rather than, I don't know, maybe sell some pay-per-views, you know? Or, like, sell a house that wasn't, like, oh, granted, Georgia Dome being sold out, that's 40000 plus. But, like, maybe sell out a building that, like, 
already wasn't 95% sold, you know? Yeah. Eh. Build up to it for a couple weeks. So the angle that ends up happening on TV is that Hogan comes out and says, okay, the match is going to happen, but the title's not going to be on the line unless Goldberg wins a match earlier in the night against Scott Hall, which Goldberg does beat Scott Hall. And again, another main event caliber match pay-per-view worthy match that they just give away on free TV. And now let's go to the closing moments of that episode of Nitro. That's a time in every great athlete's career where you got to dig down deep, where you got to suck it up, where you got to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you belong here. For Goldberg, That's one. The time is right now. That's two the leg drops. The champ is leveling with everything. Here comes Hogan Mr. Perfect. Leg drop has oh. delivered two, and here comes Kurt Hennig to ringside. And Here's the third leg drop company. that we don't even see because the camera's on. He kicked out from the Hogan leg drop. That has Hollywood stunned. DDP and Carl Malone coming out. And we also miss Goldberg kicking out at one after three leg drops from Hogan. Look at Goldberg. He's ready. His boys. Finish him off! Finish him off! Crowd's going nuts. Crowd is on their feet. This is yeah. it! This is it! Not a person is sitting. Your career's on the line here! Do it! Do it! This place only went when he picks him up. He's got him up! Orange Cassidy pops in. The first undefeated man in the history of this sport to ever win the world championship and have a record of 107, 108. Who cares? Who cares? It's all made up, anyways. Exactly. Listen to this. Thank God. So, again, a huge moment, right? Uh-huh. But they miss they they miss the third leg drop. They miss Goldberg kicking out at one after three leg drops to get Carl Malone and DDP walking down the aisle slowly behind Mr. Perfect. Yeah, and like there was a almost a football length distance between Mr. Perfect and them, you know? <laughs> so but again, there's a huge moment. WCW wins the night. We got ourselves a war, but now WCW and WWF have changed, and now you have to give this sort of caliber match away on TV all the time. Yeah, because they, like you said, they put the strap on Goldberg, but then the TV after this, it's like, almost. I don't want to say it's as if it didn't happen, but it's like, all right, we got to follow the plan that we've had in place for a couple months and just work around this title change. Right. Like, ho- like I think, so the next, so, you know, obviously the next pay-per-view gets changed from the tag match with Kevin Green to a one-on-one match with um, Goldberg defending the title against um, Mr. Perfect. Then the next pay-per-view, which is Road Wild, again, Goldberg is, Goldberg is in a battle royal where it's... <laughs> it's and again, it's, I, I, you know what, I, fuck it. it. Like, it's a month away, it's 
all the it's all the members of NWO B team except for or except for Hogan. It's all the members of NWO Wolfpack and Goldberg. That's the battle royal, right? Mm-hmm. It's unclear if the title's on the line or not. Most of the NWO Wolfpack just leave, <laughs> and Goldberg ends up winning, and then challenges for the next night on Nitro. Brian Adams to defend the title against. Yeah, makes perfect sense. You know, you right. want to go after a top guy, you know? And then he's not even on Fall Brawl. It's already getting that Roman Reigns treatment. Right. <laughs> because they already had everything scheduled out because after... So, the next program... Well, again, I, I don't want to spoil everything. They have these Hogan programs laid out so far in advance of main event programs and they get Hogan to be on these pay-per-views and everything else like that. And Goldberg ends up winning the title and they do nothing with him until like October. And he's still just squashing random jamokes on Nitro, but he just happens to be the world champion. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he, he did get a lot of merch out of it. I remember, like I, I've said many times that I never saw a WCW merch, but the thing that I saw was there's tons and tons of Goldberg stuff after he won the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey, made some money. And Killed listen, a company. Been- Killed a company, but made some money. <laughs> I would say that Goldberg winning the title did not kill the company. I don't. I wouldn't even say that's in the top ten things that killed the company. No, but I mean the fact that they didn't use it as a way to like sell pay per views or maybe a couple months of you know tickets or whatever. It was definitely the the cracks were showing in their mismanagement. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was yeah. a lot of rash judgment judgments. It was a lot of snap decisions. It was a lot of not well thought out ideas. Yeah, um, I mean, people will say, oh, like Vince Russo killed the company. Well, the company was dead by then, you know? I would say that the company is dead less, you know, by by like May of 99, and it somehow lasts another year and a half after that. By the yeah. grace of God, go I. <laughs> TBS just didn't take it off of life support, that's all. Yeah. Now, again, obviously this Goldberg thing, it's a big deal to the general public. The mass audiences, but we have to talk about the stuff that means something to our audience and specifically to us, right? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. When you were saying that you need to play Thunder because, you know, you need to fill in gaps, uh, I was only playing along because I thought it was to further this (laughs) storyline. Well, so that's – and again, you're getting ahead of yourself. But So there's a bit on on, uh, Nitro with Jericho and Dean Malenko, but obviously out of context, it doesn't really make sense. So I have another clip from Thunder oh. that I have to play. Okay. All right. You're forgiven for this one. I'd like to ignore it. Does not want to face Dean Malenko again. Coming up at Badge of the Beach, he will have to face Malenko and defend the field against him. Conspiracy victim sign. The only thing that Jericho thinks about is the belt. Look at how human Jericho's hair looks back now. With one... <laughs> Look at how normal his face looks. One more thing about the match coming up in San Diego, Malenko and Jericho. That will be filed for no disqualification. So not only we have to... Wearing an old-school Lionheart shirt from Mexico. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be quiet for you. (laughs) Yeah, this is the man you admire, Bobby. I don't admire I understand him. You know, everybody here knows that. Hey, Penza, come here. What's the name of this town? Columbus, Georgia. Everybody here knows that Columbia, Georgia is my favorite town. 
that each and every one of you people are my favorite people, and let me tell you why. I know why you came here tonight. I know why you're here. You came here to see your role model, your hero, your paragon of virtue. You came to see Chris Jericho, and baby, I am here. What a star. Now, Adam, I fe- I- I'm afraid there wasn't enough context in that clip to set up the Nitro clip. Okay. I, so I, I, have, was, another, I have another I clip feeling... from Thunder I have to play. Okay, I was going to say, I felt like I was still a little bit fuzzy on where we're going. All right. I must tell you, it's a little novel just to see Jericho in the ring, albeit against this, this imposter, this bogus Rey Mysterio Jr. That's very clearly Rey Mysterio Jr. if you're watching the <laughs> Into the ropes, through the legs. He moves like 2023, Jerry. All right, go for it. Boy, will this be a great upset? He's the the guy barely clears the second (laughs) row. Yeah, come on, kid. Whoever you are, I know who that is. You do? Yeah. It's Rey Mysterio. (laughs) Who is it? Isn't it the little chihuahua on the taco commercial? Oh, would you stop it? Oh. Oh man. Jericho makes a cover. One, two. Oh, wait a minute. Two, he pulled three. He pulled. He pulled. Jericho pulled that, that bogus Mysterio on top of him. Oh, this don't smell right to me. <laughs> Jericho can't believe it. You're right, Lee. He pulled this uh, bogus Mysterio Jr. on top of him, and he wants the mic again. I think I can figure this out. Wow. I can't believe he beat me. I guess that means that Rey Mysterio Jr. is now the number one contender. So me being the king of loopholes, I guess he's going to get the match at Bash of the Beach for this belt. Wow, what a great match, ladies and gentlemen. One of the best of my career. I thank you all for your support. I thank you all for your cheers, and tonight, the better man came out on top. <laughs> guys on arms Sunday, match the beach next Sunday, we'll see what happens, because I'm going to get a rematch for this. How can he win the match? He's out cold. Hey! Oh, and he's ripping him with the belt. And he can try anything that he can do to prevent going. Ray's looking a little taller, though. Obviously, this nutcase will try. So Jericho doing everything that he can to try to get out of the match with Dean Malenko. Ray Mysterio very clearly pins him. Clean as a sheet on Thunder. <laughs> Let's see what J.J. Dillon has to say about all this. All right. Now we're up to Nitro. Neither of you makes a move and touches the other. There's, there's, it's immediate disqualification from Bass at the Beach. There is no interpretation. Now, you both know that. I expect you to be on your best behavior. Hold on a second, crazy man. So you mean if Dean Malenko touches me after I say your mother wears army boots, then he's suspended? What a son of a bitch. (laughs) If Dean Malenko touches me if I say you're nothing but a talentless jobber, then he's suspended? Shoot, brother. Mm -hmm. If Dean Malenko touches me if I say... 
Your dad must be real proud of you, and he would probably love to shake your hand. If only he was alive to do so. You're suspended? You realize what he's trying to do? Don't do it. He's trying to bait you. Come on, you're the Iceman. Don't go for this. You got what you want Sunday at Bash at the Beach. Don't let him suck you in. Have you ever stopped to think for one minute he's not going to go for this? And you keep running your mouth and putting your foot in it, you're going to have to face him in a no disqualification match on Sunday. You keep saying what you're saying and going into that match, you're just asking for it. You're right, you're right, you're right. But wait, there's one more thing I want to say, Dean. You and I have a lot in common. I know you don't think so, but you and I are two of a kind. Your father was a pro athlete. My father was a pro athlete. We both grew up without our father's guidance. We both grew up with our fathers on the road, missing him, just as your young daughter misses you while you're on the road, Dean. And think about your dad. Think about how lonely he must have been. Every night in a different city, every night in a different hotel, he must have craved human companionship. And think about how hard it must have been for your mother. And have you ever wondered why you and your brother look absolutely nothing alike? Lie! Oh, <laughs> he snapped! He snapped! And do you blame him at all? I would have snapped before. And I, let's not pull him off. Turn him loose. You're not oh, dirty underhanded <laughs> Dean Blanco. Glad they stripped them of that match. Great stuff. I love this Jericho stuff. And the irony of Jericho intimating that Dean Malenko's father was running around on the road while he was out wrestling. Again, I, I, I can't imagine that Jericho would know from experience when it comes to that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, my best friend, Chris Jericho, would never do anything untoward. And uh, he's a paragon of virtue. Didn't you listen to the promo from Thunder? Sure. And to bring it all around, I guess, if we could, um, have you attempted to follow Jarek on any of the other new social media apps? Uh, I have not, but that's a that's a loophole right yeah. there. I don't See? think... <laughs> As Jericho himself says, he's the king of loopholes. You yourself oh. can use the multiple social media platforms to uh, befriend Jericho through those. Hold on a second here. Wait, wait, I'm on... Oh, no, that's Instagram. I'm going to threads. And then I'm doing a search. I assume it's I am Jericho. Yeah. Oh, I am. No. Oh, oh he's nothing comes up under that. Oh, um, let me just well, here, hang on. Jericho, unless he has me blocked on there. He may oh, have Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho Fozzie is what it is. It's got a verified thing on there. He has no threads. I was about to say tweets. And I'm following. You can't block me, Jericho, because you don't know that I'm the same person who was convinced to say something bad about you a long time ago. That's right, that he looks like stuttering John Melendez today. But <laughs> uh, we do have one. I said, I go, I, you know, I, I hope you like clips, because I do have one more clip. All right. On this day in wrestling history in 2006, it's the return of Paparazzi Productions. Yes! Okay. Humiliation 101. It's in the bag. All right. Throughout the history of wrestling, humiliation has been used as a tactic to control your opponents. The old body bag. The old BB. The old dead man, dead career, dead to dead thing. That old gag, huh? That thing. That old chestnut. The old trusty <laughs> corpse in a bag of 
plastic on canvas with a guy in it symbolizing the death of his career and the humiliation that sues upon it. Tonight, we pull something out that the wrestling fans haven't seen in two weeks. Oh, man. <laughs> Knock the dust off it, why don't you? Huh? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Genius. Yeah. I'll sit down. What do you think? Slow clap. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. Now I didn't zip. Oh, we do have. Oh, okay. Hang on. So there's, there is the second bit here in the ring. Okay. That, I got nervous we, when it said continued later on the episode. And I was like, I better see that. All right. We'll see it here. I said, there's a lot of clips this week. Do their newest production, Paparazzi's It's in the Bag. It's in the bag. Hot news and impact zone. Ladies and gentlemen, President Bush, you son of a bit long. <laughs> oh, come uh, on. Give me a break. $25 million richer. We're splitting it three ways. Six for you, six for you. Wait. The rest is mine. <laughs> That's Kevin no, Nash. Let's Mack. unveil it. Kevin Nash. Bin Laden. Wait a minute. That is Chris Saban. That's Osama bin Saban. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't even know he's Al Qaeda. Oh, this is just wrong. Put the boots to it. And look at this. And now he's, he's already probably half suffocated from being in the band. Exactly. He's tied up. And now they're just beating it down. How ridiculous. It just shows you he's not man enough to beat him one-on-one. He needed help this last time. He needs help now. This is all about, it's all about humiliation. And here comes Jay Lethal, Saban's tag team partner. And look at Lethal unload. And the first thing you notice, Kevin Nash bails outside of the ring. You surprised? Not at all. He doesn't want to take a chance at this great athlete. This great exhibition athlete might embarrass him in public. Oh, what I thought I can't wait for Victory Road. It's going to be Saban and Lethal as a tag team against Kevin Nash and Alex Shelley. Oh, that is going to be one-sided on the exhibition side. To the back. Yo. James. Yo. I, I, you have uh, a certain theme song on your soundboard when uh, something pisses somebody off, right? Yeah, I do. I was going to play it later. I got something to talk about. Can you play it right now for me? All right. All heat, no heaters. Adam, what's the problem? Joe. Every t-shirt company on the goddamn planet makes bootleg shirts of everything. You want yeah. a doink shirt? Here's 50 of them. You want a Papa Shango? Great. We'll all make Papa Shango shirts. ECW shirts? Yeah, okay. Which ECW logo do you want? Everybody makes them unlicensed. Nobody gives a shit about that. Where is my paparazzi productions shirt? God damn it. It's been, I've been asking for weeks now. Why isn't it in production? Um, I, I don't know. I would reach out to the people who do those shirts and tell them to make them. I mean, 
hasn't. I, I I don't know why they don't realize that they're sitting on a gold mine right there. This that could be the next Austin three sixteen shirt. That could be the next NWO shirt or the next Boris War shirt. Like. Just start printing them, and you're making money. God, I'm so upset about that. I want a paparazzi production shirt. All right. Well, doesn't listen, have to be original. I just want uh, like one. I get you. Maybe right. two. So listen, you <laughs> you asked for it. I had it planned. So we have to do it again. Oh. Now, I'm not going to have the same verve that Adam did, and I'm not going to yell. Maybe I will as the thing goes on, right? Mm-hmm. I've been on podcasts before, you know, this podcast. Other podcasts have been nice enough to have me on as a guest. Uh, between the Sheets, I've been on Pod Van Dam back in the day. I've been on um, and Five Star Match Game is another one that I've been on. Multiple times I've been on Five Star Match Game. And multiple times I've been on Five Star Match Game and won. Right? Mm-hmm. Not Listen, I'm friends with Joe Gagne, who runs the show. I'm a multiple-time winner. And you would think our friendship, my previous whatever, maybe Joe would ask me, hey, when he releases the schedule... We're going to be doing this as a topic, and that as a topic, and this as a topic. And hey, we're going to do uh, 2000s era WWF um, Ruthless Aggression. Hey, we're going to be doing an episode about Brett the Hitman Hart. Okay? Mm -hmm. I know two people that would have been great on those shows. One, Ed, our friend Young Ed of Hayabusa, formerly of Pod Van Dam, would have been great on the upcoming Ruthless Aggression episode. That was his era of WWF that he enjoyed. Now, granted, if they do a ECW and sci-fi, that's another thing. <laughs> um, and Adam, I'm taking uh, FTR bald. I'm taking FTR hair. I'm taking Phil himself. We know someone who is legitimately the biggest Bret Hart fan in the world. Yep. Both in fandom, both in stature, he's <laughs> nearly seven feet tall, in every metric. So publicly and privately, I reached out to Joe and I said, hey, Mr. Hitman Show, Ruthless Aggression Show, I think Boar would be great on the Hitman Show. I think Ed would be great on these shows. They know their stuff. You're going to have a good time. You know what came out this week, Adam? What did? The five-star match game involving Mr. Hitman himself, right? And you know who wasn't on that episode? Uh, better not have not been Boar. Well, it definitely was not our good friend Boar. Uh, it was Alan Forel, a.k.a. Alan Cunahan, who I will defer any sort of judgment on. I, I, I don't know Al, uh, Alan personally, but Alan is one of, if not top five most knowledgeable wrestling fans in the entire world. And then you got these two other guys on. One guy does a WCW Thunder podcast once every two weeks. 
You have another guy who just started a podcast that they've got three episodes in the can. And Adam, do you want to guess what the subject, what the the guys, what the gist of this wrestling podcast that this other guy did was? I, I don't even want to hazard a guess because I'm already getting fired up here. It's a draft show. Oh, I know about those. Uh-huh. So these guys come on, right? And Joe, I've played the game before. And I'm listening to the podcast. I had a busy week. I had time away, so I was actually spending time. So I'm backlogged on podcasts. And I get the Iggy that I got to listen to this. And I know my wrestling, Adam. I know a thing or two. I've been watching wrestling for a long time. So much of wrestling knowledge exists in my big, dumb, empty head, right? Yeah. So I'm listening to the Mr. Hitman episode, right? And the first round, they ask each person five different questions. Okay. And of the 15 questions that they ask up front, I get two of the 15 wrong, right? Okay. The next set of questions that they ask, I get three out of the 15 wrong, right? Okay. So, so then 13 do... and then 12, okay. Okay. It's overall. Each one only has to get five right, okay? And it's questions like, this Brett, the Hitman Heart match, did it air on an episode of tv did it air on a pay-per-view did it not air at all or was it a home video release okay then the other one was uh uh what the hell was the uh the topic it was like um shit i'm trying to think what the hell it was oh it was like um we're gonna i'm gonna give you an event and you tell me who brett's opponent was right yeah then the next one where I'm, it's list them and learn. I'm going to give you a number. And there's three different categories. And you have to guess what these things are for Mr. Hitman, right? One of them was who was his single matches against on WF pay-per-views. The other one was who were his partners in Survivor Series over the years. Another one was tag teams that he wrestled on pay-per-view. Adam, I ran the board on all of them. And they go back and forth. It's like, oh, I could get eight right. I could get 12 right. Uh, 14 right. That's too many for me. And then they get them wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's the lightning round where each guy gets 10 questions each. Out of the 30 questions total, I got 26 of the 30 right. That's me. Now, granted, there's a lot of pressure when you're there on the podcast. I've shown that I could handle myself under the pressure, right? Yep. How do you think Boar would have done on this episode, Adam, huh? If I'm getting 12 out of 15, if I'm getting 10 out of 15, if I'm naming off the top of my head 21 of the 21 singles matches that Bret Hart had on pay-per-views, if I could name without even thinking immediately the first 17 of the 27 people that he teamed up with on Survivor <laughs> Series, right? How do you think the Boar would have done, huh? I think the boar probably would have set a perfect score and had zero bumps on the podcast. And listen, I know you want to keep things insular and you want to have your friends from the Voice of Wrestling Network and you mention a bunch of people. And I'm not going to get into my history with the Voice of Wrestling people. I like Joe Gagne. Joe Gagne is someone who I consider a friend, someone that I've known for a long time. But I can't in good conscience any longer promote or support or anything with what Joe does or the five-star match game until either I or Boar gets a public apology. More wow. so Boar. 
that they come <laughs> back and say, hey, we had a bunch of people that couldn't even name eight people that Brett faced on WF pay-per-views when they only had to get 14 of the 21 right. We don't even know uh, all these other things about Brett's career. Okay, now granted, I didn't know Brett's middle name, okay? <laughs> I didn't know Brett was the eighth of 14 kids. But you know who does know that shit? The boar. The boar knows that shit. Yeah. And Joe, <laughs> when I sent him these messages, he ignored me. He messaged me about other things days later. Oh, did you hear this on the Broski show? Oh, I saw an Eddie Kingston figure out in the wild. I don't want to be a, a, a nudge. I don't want to push him. But Joe, you and your podcast, you're all dead to me. Wow. Disgrazia. Wow. <laughs> Shit. Ah, <gasps> uh, I, I you know what? Completely justified. I don't blame you there, you know? That's it's a huge slight. You know, it's if you can't get Bret Hart on the podcast, the next best thing is to get the boar on there. In and, lieu of a public apology, you you take your time, you don't throw your questions together over a weekend, you actually do your research, you come back, you run it back. You get the boar, eh, me, whatever. You get Phil, you get FTR bald, <laughs> and then you have the boar humiliate the two of them. Expose them publicly as the Pikers, phony Bret Hart fans that we all know that they are. All right. Yeah, I, was, I think that's, that's... I was that's, fucking that's, hot listening to this podcast today. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's... Uh... I've only listened to that podcast when you're on there, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, you dominate. So you are an expert on the subject of trivia podcasts. So I do have to go with your opinion on this. And yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Like that's the equivalent of like, oh, you're going to do a Terry Funk episode. And then they turn down like you recommend DJ. And then instead of DJ, they put me on there. Yeah. You know, that's basically what from the sounds of it, what they did. And I'm just oh, like, we a, oh, we got a guy, guy on here who does a Thunder podcast uh, once every other week. You think he gets any of the WCW Bret Hart stuff right? Which was my blind spot. You think he gets any of that WCW Bret Hart stuff right? None. Nada. Zilch. Wow. <sighs> yeah, unforgivable, honestly. I think we should just collapse. We're going to collapse the rest of the show. We're just too hot from this. No. What do you want to talk about from... Uh... <laughs> All right. You know what? Uh, if you're done there, I will lighten things up a little bit uh, while you simmer from your blood feud. Uh, Joe, uh, this Adam Cole, MJF, Best Buddies stuff at the gym... The double clothesline bit, the birthday celebration. I'm going to get in real close to the microphone. I kind of like it. Like, I like it a lot. Like, I found myself, like, really enjoying all of it. Like, I was very sports entertained. And I, 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 I don't know if this is a safe place for me to admit that. But, like, Max has been really enjoyable the last couple of weeks. And uh, I just wanted to say that out loud and get it off my chest. Uh, Adam, um, I'm going to say with you, uh, I'm in 100% agreement. This oh, is the God. max that I like. Yeah. It's um, this. I, I was tweeting a little bit about it today as well. Um, this feels like MJF, 
who he actually is turned up to 11, mm-hmm. as opposed to the on-the-level-of-the-devil character, which feels like he's workshopping a villain at a dinner theater. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like... I get eventually you're going to get to the point where like, ah, it was a ruse the whole time or whatever, you know, whatever his evil machinations are. And that's fine, but that's so much more entertaining and palatable of a heel than the, ah, I banged your girlfriend and your, your wife is ugly and your kids are stupid and this town is dumb and all that shit. Like this, this is like really fun. Yeah. Um, this, I think, um, suits to Max's strengths. This is a better program than anything else before. Um, Max playing babyface in peril in the tag team match. Um, it's really good stuff. And, like, I want this Max. And, like, you run the problem is, like, is this how your world champion should be acting on TV? No. But why not? Why not do something? Like, your world champion as a heel comes out and cuts promos about, you know, getting a blowjob from his girlfriend and her dying in a car and (laughs) all these things with the kids and the regal stuff. And he still comes out and he gets cheered. Like, let's have him go out there and have fun and, you know, be a slime ball a little bit, you know, like. Yeah. Remember a couple weeks ago when they were building up to the Four Pillars match and he was kind of like this a little bit with Sammy for like two weeks? Yeah, yeah, with the, like, I'm going to write you a blank check and you're going to yeah. take that. That stuff was really good, too. I, I feel that's a little bit more believable that that's how Max actually is and not the the phony, bullshit, evil devil character that he plays. Yeah, and as far as the, oh, is this how you want to have your champion portrayed? I mean, let's be fair. I mean, when Max has had these pay-per-view matches, you know, he has shown that he's fully capable of being a top guy in the ring. I mean, he's not Danielson, but, like, he's good. You know, he's he's good enough, at least. And like you said, the the, the spooky devil, like, e- like, evil genius stuff isn't really working. So why not go this way? You right. Know? It's the first time where I'm not like, ugh, Max is coming out, you know, in a long time. So I say stick with it. And it's been a good week of MJF stuff. You know, we talked um, maybe last week that I thought the beginning of this program was really good. Um, I thought the taped promos that he had done leading up to Forbidden Door were really good. I thought the bit that he did on Rampage this past week with Ethan Page was really good. Um, And it's all this Max, the goofy Max, the obnoxious Max. Um, you know, and obviously he slips in the the terrible catchphrase that everyone lo- that no one likes, um, mm-hmm. the on the level of the devil. But you know, I've been enjoying Max like the last like two or three weeks. You know, yeah, I'm I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Yeah, and I'm just worried that they're gonna like it's all you know, and obviously it is all a ruse and whatever it is. And then the the minute that Max goes back to the screaming promos and the you know, I'm doing this to you because Brit wants to sleep with me nonsense. Yeah, I'm going to just, WWE. This is all for Vince. Yeah, like my buddy Triple H and, you know, whatever. Like the first set of promos where he comes out, like leading up to the match that he had, the singles match on Dynamite with Cole, where it's like, oh, you're Keith Lee's manager. I called Connecticut and they said you're not the guy either. All that stuff sucked. 
Yeah. This stuff is really good. I like this stuff. All right. More of this stuff then. Yeah. All right. What do you got? All right. Um, I was busy this past Saturday. There was a lot of family obligations and whatnots going on. The yard sale was a bust. But no. I was out and about while Money of the Bank aired live, so I was able to remain spoiler-free. Uh, I was able to watch the only match that I cared about with my son, because I'm like, hey, 11-year-old, you know who Logan Paul is, right? <laughs> so I was able to rope him into watching that match, and uh, he was rooting for Logan Paul. I was lo- rooting for L.A. Knight, and we were both sad at the end of the day. Um, but I thought it was a super great showing. I thought it was a fun match. Um, I thought it proved beyond a shadow of a doubt how over L.A. Knight is. He is the next guy. I don't know what they have next for him, but if it's not something huge, then I don't know what World Wrestling Entertainment is doing. Um, I understand the entire pay-per-view itself was really good. I I did watch snippets of Raw from this past week, but SmackDown is the thing that I'll be looking forward to. But, uh, yeah, LA Knight's the guy, man. Hmm. I love Uh, it. I didn't watch any of it. I did follow along on social media and like Twitter, but uh, I listened to viewers choice. Obviously Um, I called it, you know, obviously you were very confident that this was LA Knight's time to shine. Uh, I had said either Damian priest or Logan Paul. uh, Hey, when you, when you pick multiples, you hedge your bets there. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone's going to win. Yeah. (laughs) I will say as far as like Logan Paul goes, like, I don't like, I know, I don't know anything about the guy outside of the wrestling because I'm an old uh, Logan Paul, the professional wrestler slash sports entertainer. I really enjoy. Uh, I don't know like what his deal is outside of it. Like I know a lot of people uh, like hate the guy and maybe it's completely justified. I don't know, but the in ring performer and the, like the, the shitty promo or not shitty. I just mean like the heel promo work. Like I like Logan Paul for that. So uh, the clips that I saw of him, super talented for a guy who, really doesn't need to go out there and do that stuff but yeah for sure but yeah i, I as soon as i saw la night lost uh i i thought about you joe i was like i, I hope joe's doing okay when he finds out about this or if he's seeing it live you know <laughs> it was a bitter a bittersweet pill to swallow but i was um i relished in the fact of how super over he was on the smackdown the night before at the pay-per-view itself um, you know, when he was making that climb and he was one of the last guys in there and that crowd was on their feet, it wasn't Austin levels wasn't Goldberg levels. It was a pretty goddamn good reaction for a guy, you know, that the company itself wrote off, you know, less than a year ago that a lot of other people may have written off. And listen, I'll be the first one to admit, did I start liking LA night initially as a bit? Absolutely. Did I work myself into a shoot with it? Absolutely. Have I brought a whole bunch yeah. of years along with me? Yeah, yeah. I have. <laughs> I, I'm not as uh, L.A. Knight uh, pilled as the rest is, but I'm not going to lie. That that elite comes out. I'll be picking one up. It's called L.A. Knight Quill is what we drink over here. Okay, my bad. You mix a little bit with some Mountain Dew Pitch Black. You don't even notice. <laughs> Well, Joe, you mentioned not being able to see something live and having to uh, see clips later on, you know, maybe uh, on par of somebody getting a monster reaction. Um, 
Didn't get to see the match in its entirety, but I did see a little bit of clips here and there of Eddie Kingston winning the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, defeating Kenta. Uh, obviously, Eddie Kingston's the best, so good. I'm glad to see him get a major championship. And correct me if I'm wrong, like, no disrespect to the Chikara Grand Championship. Is this Eddie Kingston's first, like, big title? Yes. So, I mean, how awesome is that? We were mentioning a week ago that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, not really out of nowhere, but like just kind of like, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Like without AEW doing anything, Eddie Kingston just shows up and is automatically like their most over baby face uh, other than Orange Cassidy. And then he goes to Japan and while he's waiting to win the G1 a couple weeks from now, like he's like, oh, I'll just win this belt as well. Uh Super cool to see Eddie Kingston obviously get a belt and just the genuine, at least what I think is the genuine reaction on his face uh, of him holding the belt and celebrating with it. Uh, good things happening, good people. That's yeah. Um, you know, obviously the time difference, the New Japan shows usually start around like 5, 5.30 a.m. Eastern time, right? Um, it was two shows that uh, New Japan Strong did. One was uh, on Tuesday and one was on Wednesday. The Tuesday one I missed because it was an actual holiday. I slept in, but I did pick it up on the replay, the tag match um, that uh, Eddie was in, where I think it was him and Homicide versus Kenta and Gato. Uh, and then the Wednesday one, you know, I'd work early in the morning. So I was up, I had it on, it was the semi-main event, so as I'm eating my breakfast, I'm watching this match, and like literally the match is done at like 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm getting ready to start my day at my job, working from home, and my dude just won, you know, a title for New Japan, in Japan, at Kirken Hall, and I got no shame in saying this, I was crying, man, uh, that's my guy, I love Eddie Kingston to death. Um, and, you know, listen, you know, we joke about people like your L.A. Knights and, you know, your Jeff Jarrett's and stuff like that. And again, I say a joke, but, you know, it's L.A. Knight and Jeff Jarrett are at a different level than an Ethan Page or an Eddie Kingston or an Orange Cassidy or whatever it is. Um, but seeing Eddie achieve that moment and, you know, there was the promo that he did after he won the belt. And there was actually another promo that came out since. That was on Ring of Honor TV that kind of set up what's going to happen at Death Before Dishonor in a couple weeks. Um, But that first promo that Eddie cut, you know, and I I tweeted it out, and it's a sentiment that I've said on this show, and it's a sentiment that I've said on social media many a times. There's a lot of people in this professional wrestling world that like to think that they're the next Terry Funk, or the next Bret Hart, or the next Harley Race, or the next badass son-of-a-bitch wrestler that everyone respects. And they say it, Right. But they don't do it. They bitch. They complain. They go home. They get lawyers involved. Eddie Kingston don't say he's the next Terry Funk. He don't say he's the next Bret Hart. He don't say he's the next Harley Race. He just goes and does it. And if you ain't along for the ride on Eddie Kingston, then fuck you. Because you're wrong. And there's a line in the sand when it comes to professional wrestling, right? And you're either on the side with me and Eddie Kingston and all of us that are Eddie Kingston fans, or you're on the other side. And I don't care who you like on that other side, right? You and I cannot like the same professional wrestlers, and I get it. But there's people out there that are big-name people, and there's small-name people, 
that do it to be cute and do a bit, say whatever they want to say about Eddie Kingston. And there's other people that are in a much higher position, much bigger podcast than us. And they go out there and they say, Eddie Kingston sucks. I look at him, he sucks. He's phony. He's fake. I look at people like Ken Anderson watching old TNA, and that's a guy I get. That's a guy I understand. And they're not doing a bit. They're dead fucking serious. And I say, fuck you. I'd never give you my money. I'll steal your shit before I give you a dime. Uh, Eddie Kingston is someone who is loved and respected by his peers, by the young people coming up, the people who are on his level, and the people that have been in this business for 40 plus years. When you look, there was an episode of Tony Schiavone's podcast a couple weeks ago uh, where Tony Schiavone and Conrad and Eddie watched uh, a match from All Japan of Kente Kobashi versus Jun Akiyama. And to see the look on Tony Schiavone's face, because it was a video podcast, look on Tony Schiavone's face, looking at Eddie Kingston talking about what that match means to him. And to see someone like Tony Schiavone, who's seen it all and done it all in the world of professional wrestling, to look at someone like Eddie Kingston and be like, I like this guy. He's a good person, you know? Who does Tony Schiavone like in professional wrestling? Eddie Kingston and Sting. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Britt Baker. <laughs> and Britt Baker. All right, well, listen, I, I like Britt Baker. She's fine. I'm just not going to. Anyway. <laughs> but um, this is huge. Uh, it was a big deal for Eddie. This was his moment. A lot of people were happy about it. A lot of people that have watched him. A lot of people that he is shared the ring with, shared a locker room with, shared a building with, shared a car with, whatever. If you've ever met Eddie Kingston, if you've ever seen Eddie Kingston wrestle live, you know what it is. And if you've seen Eddie Kingston wrestle or deliver a promo or whatever it is, and it don't connect with you, maybe wrestling's not for you. Maybe get another hobby. Because Eddie Kingston is professional wrestling. He's my professional wrestling. And if he ain't your professional wrestling... Get out. Absolutely. I agree. Congratulations to him. You know, yeah, long time listen listener. To yeah. Yeah, he don't, he don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I have one last thing, Joe. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. All right, just a quick one. But I just want to say, Joe, it finally happened. A lot of people were waiting a long time for this. <laughs> On WWE Raw. We had a mixed tag match of the Viking Raiders and that girl versus Alpha Academy and the in-ring debut of Maxine Dupree. And Joe, you know what that means. (laughs) That's right. Because she wrestled in a match, Maxine Dupree officially qualifies and is inducted into the Adam Van Special Top 10. Congratulations, oh. Maxine. Congratulations. I will not say who has been removed from the Top 10. Uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. But uh, she is now in the Top 10 in good company, might I add. So a uh, long time coming, and I just felt like it was time to properly enshrine her where she belongs. W- what an honor for that young lady. Again, yes. uh, just Such as- a young point in her career, too, you know? Yes, just as... A proud moment, you know, Monday Night Raw, winning your first wrestling match. Um, And then uh, being on a list of Grease, you know. (laughs) It's a prestigious list, Joe, of Grease. A prestigious list of Grease, yes. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, they, they did a good job of building it. It's a fun little mid-card angle on Monday Night Raw. I do and, miss the fact that she's not, and by she, Maxine is not trying to get Otis to be a model anymore. Like, she's pretty much just given up on that, and they're going with, like, she's becoming, a like, a wrestler. Uh, and obviously, that's beneficial for this bit. I mean, for this prestigious Grease Top 10. Um, but, like, I did like the whole Otis was, like, beautiful bit. Maybe she's just playing the long con. Okay. Working from the inside. I like yeah. that. Okay. All right, well, Joe, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's an independent wrestling promotion running at a drive-in this weekend. <laughs> there is. It's Sammy Zane's kicking down to the ring. It's Kofi Kingston doing his thing. Ruby Soho. Beyond the show. Brian Danielson. No, no, no. Is it the tribal chief? Yard. Let's find out. Does Joe know the card? Uh, all right, that got me again. Uh, credit <laughs> Wiki and Stefani. Uh, Joe, according to Instagram, the most trusted source of free OnlyFans girls content, the LVAC Real Rumble is this weekend, and there are five announced matches. Do you know the card? So let's say... Um, they have done a poor job of promoting this card. I had okay. to like look around. In- Instagram appears to be the only one where I can find all five matches kind of in one spot. And Facebook, but not Twitter. Yeah. Maybe on threads. Ugh, I'll never know. <laughs> all right. So you got Big Dan versus um, Leo Sparrow. That's correct. You've got... And again, uh, you've got Club Soda, which is Jeff Cannonball and Puff taking on the Colony, um, Electro Ant, and something else Ant. Ultimo. Still gr- Ultimo Ant. There's still Green Ant and Thief Ant to me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, you've got Channing Thomas against... Now, I- again, I-, I have to lament and say... They also did a bad job with the graphics this time around because a lot of people's names are, like, blocked out and you can't see who they are. Yeah, the graphic shows that as Tekel. Right. Uh, his name is, according to his... Uh, and again, I had to look it up. Uh, his name is Mantequila? Mant- Mantequila? Again, yes, I'm going to have to ask apologies. him how to pronounce that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, then... There's two six-person matches. One is the Batiri and Cheeseburger against the Air Show, which is Razorhawk, Mach 10, and Giselle. That's correct. And then you have another six-person match where, again, I'm just trying to picture the graphic where it's La Chica, Abby Jane, and pancakes against um, uh, Weber Hatfield, Shane McCoy, and I can't remember who the other person in that match is right now. Um, it is. It says on the graphic, Harleen. Okay, Harleen Quinzel or something. She had wrestled a show a couple months back. Um, 
So, like uh, I said, I'm I excited for her, the show. I, I was going to say, I just went to her Instagram, and she's it says Harleen Lopez. Harleen Lopez. I'm thinking where she ripped off the name with uh, Harley Quinn's shoot name, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Harleen Lopez. Okay. And again, I don't want you to be like think that I'm down on the show, but they've done a real bad job of promoting the show. It's a Sunday afternoon show, and there's threat of thunderstorms, and it's an outdoor show. Yeah. And they're not even showing Suburban Commando. Yeah, they're showing, like, a weird, like, Mexican Lucha Libre movie. Again, I'm, and again, it's, I'm not, not to say that I'm not excited. If it doesn't get rained out, I'll be there, and I'm going to have a lot of fun. But it was, like, pulling teeth and, like, going through multiple different social media platforms, which, again, we talked about at the top of the show, I don't like doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of to get the full card together, but LV and you could bring your dog apparently too. Um, <laughs> and also they're doing a bit with uh, Sydney Bacabella is uh, calling for Ultramantis Black to come out and beg yeah. for forgiveness. A, a scathing promo was released on social media today. That was on all platforms because I saw the the podcast got tagged on a couple of them. So yeah, check that out. Um, but again, if you're at the show, come say hi. I'll be there um, doing my commentary. Hopefully not getting electrocuted into the rain. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how Smart Mark Video is with grounding the stuff, you know, as far as electricity. My money's on not good. <laughs> well, it's nice knowing you. Yeah, so we shall see. Um, you know, it'll be an, and it'll be an interesting weekend. Maybe I'll see you there. Maybe I won't. All right. Um, so there is an independent wrestling show this weekend, possibly, weather permitting, but uh, there is no pay-per-views this weekend, Adam. That's correct. It is the return of show homework on right. Patreon. Yes. Uh, so it's my turn to assign something again. Uh, as we had talked previously, uh, we're skipping the episode of Nitro, uh, January 31st, 2000, uh, that emanated from whatever it was called at the time in Wilkes-Barre. Because uh, yep. we actually did that for pre-Patreon show homework. So we're going to go to the episode of Thunder. It was taped on the 1st of February, aired on the 2nd of February. Um, so on this show, we have Norman Smiley versus the Demon. Sid Vicious has to run a gauntlet of three different types of matches. A submission match. Against Mike Rotundo. A a hardcore match against Rick Steiner. And a two-on-one handicap cage heat match against the Harris Twins. (laughs) Now, that's not all, Adam. We're also getting Shannon Moore versus Shane Helms as three count explodes. (gasps) No! Yes. It's it's a match in the Juicerweight tournament, so it's okay. Okay. They're they're still. Oh, I I don't even want to ask questions. I just hope they're friends at the end. Uh, hey, have you been enjoying those Billy Kidman versus Vampiro matches? Oh God, no. Well, let's make them better by adding the wall to it. Oh. Uh, we. In in also a brand new match that we've never seen before. Crowbar and David Flair are taking on the Mamelukes. Oh, they're only two tag teams. <laughs> Tank Abbott is taking on Viano Four. And the match that I'm most interested to have you and our listeners watch 
and the match that I, I have a lean 20 minutes prepared on, Diamond Dallas Page versus The Machine. The who? You'll find out when you watch the homework this week, Adam. And then no. you're going to watch this and you're like, I still have no idea what's going yeah. on. And are, are you sure? Are you sure you wouldn't rather just like watch a Nightmare Factory showcase at this nope. point? Like, oh man, like this is. We you know, you have see, to watch this too, right? I'm looking forward to watching this because this is a blind spot. We, I now I will say this: I have seen the DDP versus the Machine match dozens of times. Okay, like. You know, sometimes blind spots are there for a reason. Like, like if you're traumatized and you block it out. Well, let's all be traumatized together, huh? All right. Do you have any idea? Like, is there an easy way to find out when we did? I might have to check with Kevin Hellions uh, when we did that episode of Nitro 2000 from Wilkes-Barre because I might cut that up and just throw it on the Patreon just in case somebody's doing the thunder or the WCW listen along you know what i'm saying just to have um, context let me look yeah you don't have to do it on air it's just as an idea you know a quick quick little uh snackable thing to throw up on patreon but while yeah, you're doing well, that oh, i'm sorry i was just gonna say obviously uh for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show but for five dollars a month we have the show homework that we've just been talking about we have the joe sposo selfie of the month which joe did send to me earlier when we were talking uh sports talk presents which i actually i'm gonna say it into a microphone now i'd like to talk to marcus and brett maybe do like a mid baseball season eulogy for our teams uh because both the phillies and the yankees are dead in the water uh, and also Vintage at Odds coming back sh- very shortly. I'm going to have a new episode going up soon. Anyone? All right. No, I'll, I'll find it before we're done. How about that? Gotcha. Yeah, no big deal. So, um, hey, uh, we have some phone calls. Yeah, let's play them. Hey, Joe. Hey, Adam. This is Brett. I'm calling on July 5th, 2023. Now known as Eddie Kingston Day. Yeah. Fuck the 4th of July. You can have oh, yeah. that. We have July 5th. Uh, Eddie Kingston. Man, how cool is that? Cork and Hall, New Japan Strong champion. Bring some prestige back to that belt. Filthy Tom Waller was great with it. Fred Roster stinks. Kent is a coward and he's afraid of Phil. No one's afraid of so, Phil. So uh, Eddie had to bring it home. Um, fuck yeah. Super cool seeing everybody reacting this morning. Um, real pumped about it. New Japan, good shows. Uh, you know, Mox, he's a fucking maniac. Julian, Willow, they're awesome. El Desperado's awesome. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to call and say that. I'm sure you've already talked about it, but I needed to make the point further. Eddie Kingston. Woo! Hell Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in much agreement there, Brett. I'll say this. My favorite thing about uh, Desperado, El Desperado, Despy, whatever you want to call him. I like that he wears a special mask that has a flap on it so that he can get busted open. <laughs> I, I, Yeah, you know what? That, that's a good idea. I, I Not everybody should have that because some people wearing masks uh, should never get hit, let alone like be busted open. But no, I get you. All, All right. Thanks, Brett. Yes, thank you, Brett. Uh, listen to Wings on Wings. Listen to uh, We Need Wrestling. Wrestling, hell yeah. Next call. 
Hey guys, it's Ben Pascal. What another crazy week in the world of wrestling. LA Knight doesn't win money in the bank. Ooh. Someone finally pins Roman Reigns. A. Kingston with a title in Japan. Yay. But the question we need to answer it is, who is the most problematic person you have a crush on? Like for <laughs> me, Gina Carano is a monster, but I have always had a crush <laughs> on crush. Uh, Jody Arias, Casey Anthony, all names up for grabs. Who's your guys? <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. Bye. <sighs> Oh, that's a tough one. I, I mean, I actually, I actually have one. Go for it. Go first and see if I get some inspiration here. So it's actually someone that I discussed on um, social media recently. And then it was one of those things where I was uh, kind of bantering back and forth with someone about it. And um, then all of a sudden, um, quietly, like maybe like a day or two later, they were released from jail uh, to the reconnaissance of their own home. Um, further part in the Nexium cult thing, uh, Allison Mack from Smallville. Oh, <laughs> That's uh, a good one. I, I'd, I'd say, uh, you know, leading a sex cult and going to jail over it is pretty problematic. Uh, but I think if I talk to her, I could, you know, I could picture. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to think of one. I, I honestly. You know what? I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to defer, unfortunately. And if I think of one, I'll tweet, I'll tweet one out to you, Ben. I oh, apologize. Adam, I, can't, I, I can't think of one. There's no one that you could think of in the world. Like you can't, like you can't even say like Tammy Sitch pre 1999. Well, I honestly, I was thinking of Sonny, but I'm like, like when I had a crush on her, she wasn't problematic. She was just, you know. Doing her thing, having fun, you know, like, and, and now, like, no offense, but like, uh, she's very problematic now, but uh, I'm, I'm cool. I don't need, I'm like, I don't have a crush on her now. So, uh, if we could mix up the rules a little bit and say that, then yeah, I was thinking of Sonny, but uh, I don't know a current, like, I'm sure I do, but nobody's popping into my head. Allison Mack hasn't tweet. Uh, Allison Mack uh, hasn't tweeted in five years. Um, it's pre cult. So. Should tweet her and well, like welcome her back. I should. <laughs> the, uh, next, that's the next Joe Versations. <laughs> Can you imagine the conversations with Joe? Is that definitely her? Yeah, it's definitely her. All right, Elon didn't give her a free check mark. That feels like <laughs> something that he would do. Oh, a live tweet. I'm just asking, hope she's doing okay. I don't want to be <laughs> overwhelming, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that that's the start of a, a beautiful friendship, Joe. And let me just see here if she's known. She hasn't uh, tweeted in some or Instagrammed in some time. Is Instagram a thing? To say that I Instagrammed something? That's not a thing? I think you just posted on the gram, Joe. Oh. Let's hope not. No, I said that's that's the expression. You posted oh. on the gram. Instead of, I tweeted this. I put it on Facebook. I posted it on the gram. That's all the kids are saying. All right. Well, you figure, you think about it and you tweet, Ben. Uh, I will. Choice. I'm going to I'm gonna go through my Rolodex of, uh, of people that are and then see who's like uh, who's canceled or canceled Jason. All right. Next call. 
Hello, gentlemen. Kevin here. Uh, it is hot and gross. I got the AC going, but it's it's not enough for this apartment. So I, I think we're gonna go um, just have the AC going bedroom, close bedroom, and just make the best of it. Uh, so I hope you know you guys are pretty close to me, not to each other. I mean, anyways, I hope that you are doing well and comfortable and coming tonight. So speaking of something that wasn't air conditioning, speaking of something that I'm sure you guys didn't bother covering, um, I had nothing to do on 4th of July, so I watched the GCW Backyard Wrestling Show. It was all right. It wasn't a bad thing to just have on in the background. You know, I, I got some dishes done, laundry, and, you know, write a couple things while paying attention to the masses here and there. But the main event there, Joey Janelle versus uh, someone called Dilf. Um, I don't recall ever previously seen two wrestlers just give up halfway through a match. Like, just stopped caring, gave up, um, you know, pretty much like, all right, we got to do this spot next, and just walking to the next spot and not, like, the the aura, the illusion of putting on a wrestling match was gone. It was like, all right, we're going to go over here, do this. And just waiting for each other and looking around and, like, I mean, it uh, something must have happened, and I'm not quite sure what. But I gotta guess something happened that they both just said screw it. But here it is, the main event, so you kind of gotta do something. But the uh, question is, have you guys ever, either TV or live, seen a match where the wrestlers just kind of gave up and stopped telling stories, stopped wrestling, stopped whatever, and uh, had a very awkward moment there? So that's my question. Um, and, uh, Joe, I already started the homework. That's, that's not a good episode. It's really not mm-hmm. a good episode. Stop! But I will discuss that next week on the Patreon show. Bye. You tell me an early 2000s thunder isn't good? I, I can't believe that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, those uh, GCW backyard shows do nothing for me. I get there's a freak show element to them. They happen. It happened on Tuesday, and it's already forgotten about. Um, too much indie stuff happens, and it just goes in one eye and out the other, if that's even an expression. Um, I, I saw that the match time, quote-unquote, for Joey Janela versus Dilf, or Dilf Boy, or whatever the fuck it is, it was like 32 minutes. Okay, Jesus. Um, Dilf had a match earlier this year, and I use that term loosely in Circle Six, where it was essentially just the Necro Butcher beating the shit out of him for real. Mm. I think Dilf or Dilf Boy may be untrained. I've seen more videos of him being accosted by other wrestlers for being stiffed on pay for shows that he's run than actual matches. And. I don't feel bad for Dilf being in a match like that. I kind of feel a little bit bad for Joey Janela because he had a lot of potential at one point in his life. And I know a lot of people like Joey Janela still, but I think you like the memory of Joey Janela. And this could have been the match where Joey Janela realized, like, I done fucked up. Um, as for matches where, like, things just, you know, you see people just stop cooperating. Um... You know, obviously there's histories of ones, like there's the Luger-Brody cage match in Florida uh, with the dark side of the ring that came up. There was that one with Doink, uh, Matt Bourne, and Duggan on like an indie in New Jersey somewhere. Um, 
more times than not, though, that I've seen things where people just stop cooperating it is because someone got hurt. And it's less that they stop cooperating, and it's like, okay, we got to do something to protect this person. And mm-hmm. I've seen more of that than anything else. Yeah, I haven't seen enough wrestling to, to kind of give an idea of or an example of that. I will say, uh, slightly off topic, I googled list of hot female canceled celebrities. All right. <laughs> And for some reason, Taylor Swift comes up on the li- on like every list, and like I I don't think Taylor Swift was canceled, but uh, according to Google, she was. So I'm gonna take Taylor Swift. I guess <laughs> she's the kind uh, of canceled where you get to make millions of dollars. Yeah, like uh, she, uh, she probably like said something that like one side of the aisle didn't like, and I'm going to guess which side it was. Uh, and they they tried to, quote-unquote, cancel her, because if you go woke, you go broke, don't you know? Uh, so I guess that's what Google thinks is canceled. So I'm I, saying Taylor Swift. I've seen where she's gotten flack for, like, the Ticketmaster stuff, but she has nothing to do with that. I've seen things come across my timeline where they complain about the garbage that she leaves outside of her house. Jesus Christ! Right, like you're 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 picking and choosing like the <laughs> rankest things, and like listen, whatever your opinion of Taylor Swift's music is or looks or whatever it is, but like I don't know, she's like a little blonde white girl. Leave the fuck alone, right? What the hell is she doing? <laughs> yes, but uh, that monster that is Taylor Swift, uh, I'm willing to give her a second chance. All right. <laughs> Thank you for your call, Kevin. Yes. Next call. Hey there, Joe and Adam. It's the other JB here. Uh, sorry for being um, too late. Um, that, uh, no, that, that, that fucking bastard hook, he's uh, mm-hmm. giving me the run around. You know, if he knew it was good for him, he, you know, he'd let me go and make that match. Maybe he'd make a little bit of money. Anyways, so um, for a recommendation this week, how about a little bit of Jerry Lynn? Um, why not? Um, I ended up watching him versus RVD at Hardcore Heaven um, while I was at the gym today. So let me know. All right. Thank you. I, you know what? Uh, and first of all, JB, uh, looking good coming out of that car with like the, the fancy shirt and the sunglasses, you know? Let's really turn it on the wardrobe. I like it. Um, I actually was trying to think. I was just watching a Jerry Lynn match last night on that TNA channel. Uh, it was an old, like... It had to be old because the show wasn't in widescreen. Uh, but I don't remember who he was wrestling. It was a pay-per-view. Um, maybe uh, AJ Styles? Uh, I feel like I would have remembered if it was AJ Styles. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I was watching an old Jerry Lynn match. I just kind of had it on the background is, is more like it. But Joe, Jerry Lynn matches. All right. Um, so there is a series of matches that you could find on social media. Um, uh, global PWA, bunch of other things like that of Jerry Lynn versus pre one, two, three kid lightning kid that are probably really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a pay-per-view match and I can't remember what pay-per-view it's from, but Jerry Lynn versus Steve Carino was a great bloody brawl. Um, I'm not going to say that the. ECW um, matches at RVD are overrated, but I think those are the ones that everyone goes to, right? 
Yeah, I was never a huge fan of those matches. They're good, but I don't think they hold up the test of time. Like, they are the prototype for so many of what would come in the indies uh, after that. Mm -hmm. But I think what ended up happening was everybody ended up doing them better after that, you know? Yeah. And there is a match, and again, like, I'm going to say, there's a match. Um, I'm trying to find the date of it, but it's one of the early TNA pay-per-views, right? And it's AJ versus, uh, Jerry Lynn. Um, shit, I'm trying to think which one it was. It's from the first year of TNA. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm just trying to, I like, listen, I, I'm trying to find the date for it because I want to give you the right one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, everywhere I look, it says it's NWA TNA pay-per-view number 20. Okay. Um, so I, I'd recommend that one. The, the TNA one, there's a two out of three falls, uh, lightning kid, Jerry Lynn match from global to go watch. And the Steve Carino match from the one ECW pay-per-view. I did a quick, uh, I was going to say, I did a quick Google to find out what match I was watching. It was uh, Jerry Lynn versus Elix Skipper. There you go. So, I, who knows what it was from, but it was just randomly playing. And I was like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, I'm sure that was good. Yeah. All right. Thanks, other JB. And thanks for sharing that picture of you and uh, Not Hook uh, <laughs> from Fourth of July. Uh, I, I really think the two of you need to go to whatever towns uh, AEW is in. And run meet and greets as Jungle Boy and Hook yeah. uh, at cut rate prices. <laughs> it's the Navy SEALs opportunity. That's the Navy yeah. SEALs opportunity. If you're not familiar with that, uh, <laughs> Todd and I, if you've ever seen the movie Clerks, uh, there's the guy who goes and says, uh, you know, uh, he comes in and looks and he goes, ooh, Navy SEALs, right? <laughs> uh, so it, it was the impetus was you you would see at the conventions you got your Kevin Smith you got your Jason Muse you got your uh, uh, what's his Brian name Brian O'Halloran or whatever Brian O'Halloran who plays Dante and uh, what's his face who plays uh, Randall I, I don't remember his name you re- but you know who I'm talking about right oh yeah of course yeah so you're talking the core four of the clerks yep. right core four of the clerks and then I saw on one of the convention meet and greets the guy who plays the Chulies gum representative okay <laughs> I don't even yeah. fucking know his name right but he's Chulies gum guy from clerks and me and Todd got to thinking of like what if you just went to conventions and said you were the guy from Clerks who says Navy Seals, right? You go to, like, thrift stores, you find old VHS copies of Navy Seals, you sign them, you know, there you go. Then I got the idea, what if Todd and I did this, and we essentially Gallagher Gallagher would <laughs> the Navy Seals guy from Clerks. It's basically setting up franchises. <laughs> Right. So what I'm saying is, uh, other JB, uh, you and your brother would be the Gallagher 2 of Hook <laughs> and Jungle Boy. Uh, good luck with that FTW title, though. Good luck. All right, pink button time. It's Ed. Hey, Jody Adam, it's Ed. Hey, I'm at a campground right now at a friend. He camps out here seasonally. Um, they're doing 80 trivia. 80 trivia 
a quarter of these are wrestling questions, and I could answer these easily. But I came back here to charge my phone and also to ask you, Joe, make IVP videos find just videos of this twice show and just piece them together. I need this. Joe, I've never been happier in my life than when I saw them. And I need to be able to relive this show for the same tone. And IVP videos is going to think I'm joking because I make jokey tweets. I'm a jokey, jokey dumb boy, but I need this. Holy fuck, I need this joke. Tell him I actually need this. Okay, bye. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, so I don't think IVP videos or his alias on social media listen to this show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ed has probably forgotten that he wanted this, right? But I-, I feel as though this is something that could be, like, relatively whipped up easily if you have, like, Movie Maker or, like, Adobe Premiere or some sort of free whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, like, I don't know if IVP video does, like, concert videos like this. I don't know if that's a thing that he does, that Ed would, like, harass the poor man to do this. Um, but, Ed, I'll say this. Um, if you could find the right YouTube links that you want and you send them to me, I could probably get it made into a DVD for you, right? I It sounds like something I could probably do with my limited size and my limited carpentry skills and my limited video editing skills you just got to send me the links i don't want to search twice on my computer because i'll get put on a list and it'll completely (laughs) fuck up my youtube algorithm right yeah uh but yeah he sounds happy i guess that's good (laughs) he sounds as happy as someone who's ed uh participating in 80s trivia on a campground can be yeah, I, I don't know how well he could have done for a boy that was born in the 90s, you know? Uh-huh, born in the 90s. Yep, just a little boy. All right, so Ed calls back one more time. Guys, you don't understand. Like, I'm going to do a Lipa. Sundale had solo parts, and his son did do a Lipa. And then... And we did before that, Mina did Ariana Grande. Are you shitting me? Mina did Ariana Grande since Seven Rings. It was amazing. This show was so fucking amazing. I just need to rewatch it whenever I need to to make my brain be fucking happy. Joe, tell IVP videos to do this. Wrestling isn't realistic. I don't care what fucking happens. Joe, someone could fucking die. I don't care. When I need to be focused on that, that dude understands fan cams better than anybody, and I need a fan cam. This is relatively close. But also, Diane was so funny. She learned English for us. Do you understand that? She learned English for us, and she made jokes. We loved it. Chicago is a Diane territory. This is fucking ridiculous. I just need to watch this whenever I need to when I'm sad. IVP videos. God damn it. Please fucking do this. Oh, my God. Oh, you want to go kill his website before I get a chance to get this all on one DVD to watch whenever. He's going to do it. It's going to be Blue Sky. I can't complain to anybody on Blue Sky. God damn it. And again, I, I'm glad you had a good time at the yeah, show, apparently. Ed. Um, but I'm looking at IVP's uh, video's new website, and it's wrestling stuff. Like, 
does 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 he do concerts and I just don't know it, Ed? I, I got the vibe that like Ed just wanted them to start doing it this one time for him. That was what I kind of got the vibe. And 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 I'll say one more time. You find the YouTube links that you need cobbled together, you send them to me, and I think I could figure this out for you. So I'm a little confused here, like, because it's a little hard to hear him, plus, like, it's Ed. So uh, is all of this footage on YouTube and he just wants it, like, in a physical form, or does he want it where it's, like, it's all loosely scattered around YouTube and he wants it in one continuous video? I think it's loosely scattered around YouTube and, like, there's different – I'm sure there's – Multiple people that videoed this. There's multiple people that have uploaded it to YouTube. And oh, I think... Like, right. Fine. And I'm sure Ed wants like the best of the best of those clips. All cobbled together for the concert in full with all the best footage that's out there. <sighs> well, hey, the heart wants what the heart wants, you know? Right. And like I said, Ed, send me the YouTube clips you want. I'll figure it out. Well, you know... You're going to have to make sure that the music syncs up, and it's got to be in the order of the set list that he experienced, or he'll know. He needs to send me the clips that he wants. Yeah. In the order he wants. I walked Ed through uploading a podcast to Spotify. (laughs) I think I could do this. Yeah. Well, hey, best of luck to all you guys. Yes. That's all I can say about that. And, hey, thanks, everyone, for calling. And just to follow up, uh, Adam did find uh, the episode where we talked about that Nitro that we're skipping for Patreon show homework. We talked about it on episode 216. Yeah, so what I'll do is I'll go ahead and I'll just go to the show homework on that, and I'll just cut that out, and I'll put it on Patreon. So, again, if you're, like, following the WCW 2000 shows, you know, it should only be, like, maybe 20 minutes or half hour. I don't know how long we we talked about it back in those days. Yeah. Uh, it'll be up on Patreon. Um, so I, me- I messed up in the notes. There is a uh, T Public sale this weekend, um, 35% off, uh, at odds, shirts, and all sorts of other inspired whatevers. Uh, I think the sale runs until Sunday. Uh, so definitely check that out to support us. Uh, Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, uh, a.k.a. IndependentWrestling.tv. The big rollout happened, uh, them announcing Avery Good as the director of the championship committee, uh, implementing a lot of rules in regards to both the IWTV world title and the IWTV tag titles. Hopefully they're to your liking, Adam. Hopefully things are on the right track. Hopefully, it's a a step in the right direction. I mean, Avery Good is taking out the trash and LVAC in on uh, Jerry Wrestling Television. Right. (laughs) And if you want to have fun this weekend, go find the initial announcement video, the 10-minute long uh, video announcing Avery Good in this position and take a shot every time he says, my friend, you'll be dead. (laughs) Um, But they just announced at the H2O building on Monday that Matt Tremont is defending the title against Becca. A lot of people have come forward, um, you know, to stake their claim of who deserves a shot. Uh, I think Big Dan has a tweet that got over a thousand likes, so he's in line for a title shot. Uh, I think Logan LaRue won a number one contenders match four and a half years ago. Uh, So he's in line for a title shot. And I don't think Cheeseburger has ever gotten a title shot. And at least when I think of modern day, current 
big time independent wrestlers. There is none bigger, more world traveled, more befitting of wearing that title and representing what independent wrestling is about than Cheeseburger. So, you know, that's who I'm putting my those three folks in no particular order is who I'm putting uh, any of my support behind to get the next shot at the uh, Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium title. Nice. And uh, use the promo code at odds. New subscriber uh, doesn't give you anything for free, but it lets Jerry know you came to us from him. You continue your subscription with them. We get a little bit of a kickback. And again, of course, how could I not mention the eBay affiliate link that we have set up? Uh, when you click on links to various merchants on this site and make a purchase, this can result in the site earning a commission. Affiliate programs and affiliations include, but are not limited to, the eBay Partner Network. Yeah. And we've mentioned several times throughout the course of the show the Patreon, of course. Patreon.com slash at odds wrestling. We did have the uh, interview conversations with Joe Ultramantis Black. Go up recently. Um, the little preview clip that's up there, if you're not a patron, is uh, Mantis talking about what had happened to him at the hands of Sidney Bacabella and his goons at the last LVAC show. Um, and again, it's a candid conversation with a guy who, by his very nature, is very private. Uh, it's a very Deadpool bullseye relationship that he and I have. <laughs> And if you read that one issue of Joe Kelly's run from 1997, you get that reference. Yeah, no, and that's one of the few comics I do get. There you go. Well, hey, you mentioned before you're throwing your support behind your cheeseburgers and your Big Dan champions and your Logans. I'm throwing my support behind these podcasts, Joe. And these podcasts are Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, Final Wrestling Place, We Need Wrestling, Porch Talk, Viewer's Choice, Indie Wrestling Guide, Wings on Wings, and Hayabusa. And I think that's it, right? Uh, other than weekly purchases. Yeah, I think that's it for the main show. Some might cost a little. Some might cost a lot. But I'm the $100 Vansky. And your figures will be bought. <laughs> Joe, I, I made a, a, a damn uh, dumb joke to say unless you had TV talk to do before we went to weekly purchases, and it reminded me. I was like, oh, shit, season two of Heels is starting soon. So I just checked July 28th, mm. uh, writing that down for no particular reason. Uh-huh. So um, I ain't going to be convinced to watch that. Um, but Dark Side <laughs> of the Ring was uh, preempted this week, I think, because of the holiday. Uh, Adrian Adonis episode is coming up this week. Take everything I said about Adrian Adonis last week and pretend I'm saying it again, right? There you go. And, hey, before we get to our actual purchases, I couldn't find a really good way to fit this into the show. Um, but you, you're, the plugs reminded me of this when you mentioned Final Wrestling Place. Um, I'm not going to ask if you um, listened to Final Wrestling Place this past week. I'm going to assume that you and everyone did. Um, but I have this out-of-context drop uh, from Final Wrestling Place from this past week to play. I need anabolic steroids from this doctor right now. <laughs> anabolic steroids is a logical next step. So that's on the uh, 
that's on the board forever now? Uh, like 100% agree with the man. I mean, yes. I heard that and I was like, amen, testify, sir. And when if you get any extra, let me know. I mean, <laughs> uh, like I've never agreed with that man more in my life than when he was saying that. Absolutely. So I, I got a purchase. Okay, go ahead. What do you get? All right. Um, so it's a uh, it's less of a physical purchase and more of a di- digital purchase, and it's more of an investment Ooh. in our future. <laughs> um, shout out to follow on Twitter. I think I've mentioned him once or twice before. Uh, Chris, the letter P, lettuce, and that's K R I S, the letter P, lettuce. Uh, he has a treasure trove of wrestling footage that he puts up on YouTube. But he's got an even bigger treasure trove on a Google Drive that for $12 he was allowing access to. And every once in a while he opens it up. Um, and it's either a $12 flat fee or you have to subscribe to his Patreon. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just need money real quick. And I just happened to see him when he was needing that money real quick. I sent him the 12 bucks, And I got access to that Google Drive. And uh, Adam, get ready for so much Memphis after we're done with this WCW stuff. <laughs> so much Memphis. I was just booing the digital over physical media. I didn't realize where you're going with that, just to be clear. But uh, all right, like uh, I'm wearing down a little bit. I'm just saying there's been some, some things I've seen that I was like, oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. So it might not all be miserable. We'll see. What do you got? I only have one purchase, Joe. Oh, my goodness. I know. I said I'm saving up for for that Azrael Funko. So it's uh, any day now I'm going to be dropping folding money on a Funko. So I've been really well behaved. And I made one purchase. And I bought this in a Facebook group. And I kind of clued you in when I first saw it because I was like, holy shit, this is a really good price. But I bought a Ruthless Aggression, WWE Ruthless Aggression Series 37 from Jax, one of 500 Chase Colin Delaney figure. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, you got that like a bargain basement price. Yeah, it was, uh, I'll say it right now, that I think it was, the guy was asking 50 shipped. And I messaged them and I offered him 35 and he gave it to me for 40 shipped. Uh, and there's only 500 of these figures. And uh, yeah, we're not talking like a, a super rare. In, well, it is rare, but like a super in demand figure. But when they do sell, they're usually like 100 plus on eBay. So I was like to get it for 40 bucks shipped. It's a steal because uh, basically the Jack's Ruthless Aggression series like that series uh or maybe a couple of the series is uh, they did like a real die cast belt in like 500 of the figures. And that's what makes it the chase. So there's like an ECW title that's made of metal in 500 of them. So, uh, and I don't know if I mentioned it, but it's also autographed. It's an autograph. Oh, that's funny. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. I, I can't let that just sit there and not be bought by somebody who not only appreciates uh, like the AIW Colin Delaney, but also the ECW, the, the only ECW that ever made money, Colin Delaney, you know? Right, Cause when of course. Because when I think of ECW legends, Joe, I think of obviously Colin, uh, Kelly Kelly, CM Punk, Broski, you know, all the ECW greats. Boogeyman. <laughs> yep. Big Show, Kurt Angle, Chris Beep, wah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
But yeah, that's all I bought. I just bought that because I was like, oh shit, I'm never going to see one of these again at that price. You know, I wasn't even in the market for one, to be honest with you, but it was just a deal. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Can I ask you this if you're done? Yeah, I'm done. Do you have an update on the Jurassic Park uh, Mattel creations? Oh, yeah. Let's look at that. I don't. I think you said you wrote down where it was at last time, but I don't know if you did. Uh, I think it was at seven percent. Okay. So two hundred fifty bucks. So right now it's at twenty four percent. Okay, more than tripled in a week. But still a long way to go from its goal. Twenty days away needs what three thousand five hundred or so? Three thousand seven hundred. It needs a lot. Yeah. All right. That's not happening. Yeah, listen, right, well, they're, tr- they're trying. Yeah. Hey, what are you going to do? If it's not a G.I. Joe or Transformers crowdfund thing, maybe a Marvel Legends, everything else is a crapshoot. But that's all yeah. I got, Joe. All right. Well, listen, uh, a short show for us. Uh, did I hit record? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you like, didn't hit record, there would not be a show this week. Uh, I don't know. We'd put a best of up or something. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> All right. So, hey, listen, everyone, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for bearing with. Thanks for sitting through a million clips. Uh, This was episode 249 of At Odds with Wrestling for Adam. This is Joe saying be safe out there and enjoy some wrestling. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks.